1: Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm joined today by NBA futures analyst Brandon Anderson, and we're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets, who advanced to their first NBA Finals with their 4-0 series sweep of the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James on Monday night. We will talk about LeBron's little retirement uh, dalliance, his little, I don't know what even to call it, Brandon, his little kerfuffle in terms of a possibility of a retirement we'll talk about this from a betting perspective we'll put everything into perspective um from how you can bet this not only now but we're also going to have to talk about like future futures um in terms of things that we'll see in the market in the coming months and and how to like remember this as we go along uh we'll also talk today about the NBA finals uh which are not set we're recording this on Tuesday morning um so we will still have to figure out who's going to be the eastern conference representative uh assuming that the heat win Game 4 or Game 5, we'll have an episode that starts breaking all that down. We'll have lots of content for you. We'll have props, series props, Game 1s. We'll have tons of stuff for you here on Buckets. We appreciate you guys joining us. So let's start, Brandon, with the Denver Nuggets, who advanced to their first-ever NBA Finals. Uh, Never in franchise, They've never swept a team. They've never beaten the Lakers in the playoff series, and they've never made the Finals. And they did all three of those things uh, on Monday night. It was a really impressive performance down double digits at half. And I was like, okay, you know, Lakers hit shots. LeBron had the LeBron game. They're going to do it. And I need to stop assuming that the Nuggets will let go of the rope because I kind of, I have, I've been like, all right, they'll let this one go. And every time I've thought that they've been like, no, we're one run away. And this is like a really important thing. We've talked about kind of the Warriors don't do this. And we've talked about the Lakers don't do this. You talked about this a lot with yours um best bets were a miserable failure by be, by me by the way in a in the 11 plus on either side uh two-point win for the nuggets but like the nuggets are maybe the one team because they rattled off that run they had a 13-0 run in the third in the fourth quarter of game three and they had this third quarter where they just i mean they erased the lakers lead like that and it was extremely impressive um coming out of this series tell me what you thought about the nuggets what's different about the nuggets that you thought that now than it was coming into the series
3: yeah, I think my main takeaway, and you're going to chuckle at this because you know how I am the, the noted Warriors fan. So, of course, I compared this to the Warriors. But to me, that game on halftime last night, I was like, oh, OK, we've seen this game. We saw this game for the Lakers twice against the Grizzlies. We saw it twice against the Warriors. We saw the one where they come out locked in. Their physical LeBron from the jump is attacking, attack mode, get into the basket. The threes are falling. We know LeBron has not been great on threes this playoffs. Really, it's not his trademark for his career. But when the shots go in, what are you supposed to do about the man? Like, he's just going to keep on doing the thing. And I had 31 and a half time. And it just, it feels like, all right, It's right, we're adding to, a, a, you know, one of the 200 marquee games of lebron's playoff career right we we, we've seen this game a lot of times here we go this is it and we saw it we saw it against the warriors a couple times like that and what happened the warriors kind of hung around for a while grizzlies hung around for a while and you just can't keep hanging around when the lakers are that locked in and lebron is scoring then that second half run comes and the team lets go of the rope and that is the opposite of what happened with the nuggets and i think that that has to tell us something about denver which is that This was just Denver's conference all along. This was the team that was going to come out of the West. It didn't matter what the bracket was. It didn't matter if the Lakers would have got the eighth seed and, oh, no, that's the first round. didn't matter if the Warriors would have made it there instead of the Lakers. That wasn't going to change the story. What if the Clippers had their guys healthy? What if the Suns didn't get CP hurt or or lose Aiton? None of that mattered. This was the Nuggets And to me, this was a prime game. Both of these games in LA, the Lakers win these games, I think against any other Western opponent. To me, we're going to bury the Lakers and bury LeBron because we get to do that because they got swept. So hooray. This is a pretty close four game series. (laughs) Like The Lakers hung in. The Lakers were competitive most of the way. The Nuggets were just better. They had the best player on the court. I don't know how many times I've ever been able to say that definitively in a LeBron James series yeah. about not LeBron James ever. I, I don't, I can't think of one. We, we got Warriors Steph and Durant and whatever, but where a player was the best player and definitively showed it with the numbers, with the production, with all the clutch moments he had, Jokic had the crazy third quarter. He had a double double in the third quarter as the Nuggets come out and flip things and go up on a, a plus 20 run in the third quarter to take control in the fourth quarter, the previous game. Jokic again hadn't really been that great in the series. You and I talked about this with Sean Little on our podcast about his his field goals had been dropping. I looked it up from fourth quarter of game one up until entering the fourth quarter of game three. So two full games, Jokic was shooting 13 of 35 from the field at that point. He had nine points entering the fourth quarter of game three, the game that the Lakers win and it's two one. And oh no, the Lakers beat the Nuggets. Here we are, it's the thing again. And then he came out and goes 507, 15 points, fourth quarter, bang, 3-0, game done, series done. This is to me not about the the Lakers failing or LeBron coming up short. They are all they were great. They did the thing. The Nuggets are the team in the West, and this was them proving it.
1: So I think um, we'll get to the Lakers a little bit more here. In a little bit. I have some uh, dirt I gotta shovel on Anthony Davis, but uh, I want to talk about the Nuggets. We were asked by our news team. About what we thought the lake the Nuggets price would be in the finals, and you said that you thought it was about right yesterday. You thought it was already accurately priced about minus two ten, and I thought it would be slightly higher. I was like, I think it's probably going to be like minus two fifty. I think that's probably like what it's going to wind up at. Yeah, the series isn't even set, and it's (laughs) minus two seventy versus, and which like that. Here's how this works out, and I don't want to skip this step because it's it's something that like I I know and you know, like you and I both know that the Celtics win, they're probably favored in this series. Do do you agree? If the Celtics came back, they would be favored versus Denver. And they're the home team. Yeah. This price right now uh, to win the NBA finals, Nuggets minus 270, Heat plus 270, notable, uh, no big there, plus 1300 on the Celtics. So like, I will say this, if you want to bet Heat, As you're listening to this, if you listen to this before game four of Heat Celtics, again, this will be out this afternoon. If you're listening to it and you want to bet heat, this is like you want to do this now because right now you're getting basically an even price, which we know we're not going to see in the finals. But this is more than either than you and I thought. Um, To me, this illustrates that they're like the the Nuggets are strongly still power rated. I think they probably bumped up in the playoffs from where they were at the start right this number is higher than i would have expected it to be um even versus like the heat that's a higher figure than i would have thought like a an 8 seed heat um which is going to present us with some interesting dilemmas i think in the finals as far as it goes but i will just ask you what do you think about this number right now at nuggets minus 270 to win the nba finals
3: yeah it feels like about the right number before before they asked us that in our Slack and before I'd really kind of check to see what the number would be, I think it's around what I would have thought. I would have guessed something in the minus 300 range, slightly shorter. I think that's about what you said as well. Uh, I, I expected that the line, I think what I said is I, I thought the line would not move a whole lot from before last night till after last night, assuming the Nuggets won because the Nuggets were priced on the series as though the series was over. I think it was like minus 2,500 yesterday. Right. So just doing the math, You're telling me that we're 96, 97% likely to win the series. We're already penciling them in to the finals. We didn't really change much of the equation. So I think it's fascinating, actually, that the line did move quite a bit from a minus 210 all the way to minus 270, because really not much changed. All all that changed is we removed the tiny, tiny bit of doubt that the Lakers would come back and win four in a row, that the books were not really, like, this is not Heat Celtics. Heat Celtics will change a lot because the books are still giving Boston a lot of chance to do that heading into game four. Right. Well, a lot comparatively. They were not giving the Lakers much chance here. So I do think it's interesting that almost like the books were swayed a little bit, like, oh, okay, we're convinced. Okay, the Nuggets that they did they did have that closeout in them. So I think that's fascinating. I, I'm also intrigued. I know we're gonna get into it, so I'm just gonna jump into it now. I'm interested by the fact that the finals MVP odds for Nikola Jokic are not just basically the finals odds for Denver. Yeah. I don't really understand at this point, Jamal Murray just scored 32 and a half points a game. um, I think like 52, 45, 95 shooting or like some absurd numbers against the Lakers. And people would have rioted if he was the MVP over Jokic and what Jokic just said. Like, I don't know what someone would have to do at this point for Denver to win and not have Jokic be the MVP. If anything, let me ask you, what's more likely? Denver wins the finals and Jokic doesn't win MVP? Or Denver loses the finals, but Jokic wins MVP?
1: Nuggets win the finals, Jokic not MVP.
3: And is it Murray then? Is that the only other option?
1: Yeah, I think so. I can't see MPJ having the usage rate. Um, it's definitely not going to be AJ. It's not going to be anybody else. Um,
3: so what, what's the Murray line when he wins the finals MVP in that scenario? What do you mean? Like what's the stat line? What's his numbers? 35 and eight. <laughs> I, I know, right? Like he just scored a 32 yeah, and a half on like perfect yeah. shooting. I, okay, I, I think okay, the so, answer probably is something similar and then like one or maybe multiple game winning shots. I think it's only, a clutch moment that that's, you know, the, the yeah. Kyrie shot to knock off the Cavs. Well, or something.
1: the other thing I, I would say is like, here's, here's, here's how that looks actually. Heat shooting evaporates. It goes back to human levels. Denver's offense is still better, even though it's way less efficient. We're talking about like a rock fight in the finals, which I'm sure a rock fight between Denver and Miami. I'm sure the NBA would love um, <laughs> Murray averages, you know, 30 plus 29, even 29 plus whatever but Jokic struggles that the the heat figure out something that takes away Jokic but the heat offense can't do enough to beat Denver if you now i say all this is like that's what it looks like and if you're listening <laughs> to this and you're like if that happens the heat are winning or if you're just like that's not happening guess what we are not big on this podcast of telling you to bet things that are <laughs> minus 220 i'm telling you right now objectively Nikola Jokic at minus 220 has EV to be the best bet here regarding right. the NBA finals right now, right?
3: Yeah, I have an article that I just finished writing before we did this that is going to go up on Tuesday afternoon that the the final line basically is. So Jokic, there, there's a minus 200 in the market right now for Jokic. It's a big disparity from this minus 270 we're talking about. You're basically at Jokic has to win finals MVP now in 90% of Nuggets victories. I disagree with you, frankly. I think it's more likely Jokic could win in a losing effort in like a long series where maybe Butler struggles or doesn't even struggle, but like the Heat wins come like they have this series where like, oh, Gabe Vincent scored 29 and Duncan hit six threes and it's a more egalitarian Heat effort. I just think Jokic wins MVP in like 98% or 99% of all Nuggets victories. We we just saw the scenario where Jokic doesn't win MVP and he won MVP, and people would have gone crazy if he didn't win MVP doing it. So, oh, hang on. I, I, I like the minus two hundred. I think it's it's the right bet if you like Denver.
1: I I like I, I agree if you like Denver, it's the right bet. But my my pushback here is, if LeBron doesn't win Finals MVP, I know in two thousand fifteen, how is he not like how is Jokic winning it in this circumstance if he loses? I mean, uh, look in, in the article I just referenced
3: that's going up, Jokic right now. Like, we're talking about Jokic in comparison to Giannis and to Embiid, because that's the MVP conversation we've done year after year after year. The playoff run he's having right now, that's not his peers. His peers are LeBron and Jordan. That's the run that he's on right now. His peers are Larry Bird and his peers, Wilt Chamberlain. His peers are the all-time greats. He's in the conversation to 10 years from now, someone else would be like, well, how can we give them the finals MVP in a losing effort? We give it wouldn't give to Jokic that one year. Like he's that level now with what he's doing in the playoffs. He's moved past these other guys that we've been comparing him to with what he's doing right now. So I, I it, he could put up like a 28.14 rebound, 12 assists, triple-double average in the finals. And like, oops, the Heat stole a couple of close games late because it's what Miami does and teams don't do well in their first time in the finals, and and the Heat win in seven, in all likelihood, Jimmy Butler wins MVP in that scenario. Jimmy's been awesome, too. Jimmy is also entering that pantheon of conversation. So I think he probably wins. But I think there's a scenario where Jokic is just that good and that there's a lot of voters who are are like, okay – you got me once, okay? The regular season—I don't remember that. I don't remember doing any ballots or voting. I don't—I never did that. But I know who I'm voting for right now. I, I think there's that scenario, and I think he wins in virtually every Denver winning scenario.
1: So I think the way to kind of figure this out is uh, the implies on on Jokic and J- Finals MVP is 68.75%. Via you can find that by the way, calculator on the Action Network app and at ActionNetwork.com. How handy, as long as well as our parlay calculator, our hedge calculator, which, as you can imagine, I use quite a bit. um <laughs> But like, so sixty-eight point seven five percent is the implied here on Jokic minus two twenty. To me, this is like pretty simple. Do you think that there is a better than sixty-nine percent nice chance of the Nuggets winning the finals? Like, that's gonna have to be your equation. If you're like, I think they win seven out of ten times, then you should bet Jokic. Now, I will say, like, when I put that into that kind of context, I start to be like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know if that's got plus EV or not. Because I don't know if I, I would put it that high. As much as I think, like, I'm going to be, like, there's a lot. We'll have to wait to see what the pricing is. The problem that I will just tell you, like, straight up, this is going to be a nightmare of a series because, like, I'm going to have to bet a team I think is going to lose. Like, going to have to do it. Now, I've done that a lot. Like, I bet Sixers plus two and a half. Like, we've had some big wins in these playoffs on the series spread lines. Betting on teams I didn't think we're gonna win, um, I will say that.
3: I mean, you're, have... you've done that. You've done that right now with the Heat. You bet the Heat to cover the series line, even though you did not think they're gonna win. You profited off the Heat being good enough to hang in. Now the problem is I've done that actually twice with the
1: Heat in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they've won outright both times. So it's like, am I leaving money on the table? Is the question there? Sure. I mean, like I, I will say, it's like that's profiting. the thing I'm struggling with. We'll get into this more on the next when we start finals prep but that's going to be the essential question for me is am i am i leaving money on the table because you took in this in the ecf you took heat plus two and a half heat plus one and a half heat minus one and a half i did and And and
3: i said when i took those because i can't victory lap it fully i did not pick the heat to win the series i bet the heat to win the series I did not pick them to win the series. Right. The numbers told me. My numbers said every price I looked at was wrong by a bunch. And I was like, well, gosh, how do I know which one to pick for my bet? And I guess you bet all of those because this scenario can happen where the shot variance just goes this wild and it goes that way. I would say this about the Jokic MVP ticket. If you're listening, especially if you're listening Tuesday afternoon as we release this before game four, if you think the Eastern Conference Finals is not done yet, If you think the Celtics can win a game or multiple games, do not, do not bet the Nuggets yet. Not because they can't be the Celtics. I'll let you decide that. That'll be its own thing. Every win the Celtics get to extend the series is going to shorten that number for the Nuggets and for Jokic because it's going to be more likely that the Celtics might get there and you're going to get a better price on it. So if you think that... The Celtics win a game, even one, that number is going to come down from minus 220 for Jokic to 200 or 180. I don't know what the number is. Clearly, I guessed wrong when we did this exercise yesterday. So but do you agree it's moving in our direction if we want the Jokic ticket? 100%.
1: Yeah. So if you, on the flip side, if you're like, I want a Jokic MVP ticket, I'm willing to lay the juice. I think they win more, more than 70% of the time versus Miami. If that is the case and you think Miami wins game four, or if you think that like they will win, you know, you can bet it later, like you said. Uh if you think they win game four, you should definitely like like I said, you should bet now. Now, now, now. is the time. Now, most people are gonna say this after game four. So I'll just tell you, use this if you're like, how is this relevant to me? Use this as a reference point. Yeah. Okay? If and, you and by this-
3: comparison, by the way, I believe Jokic was minus 140 to win the finals MVP before the game yesterday. Yep. So that's what happens. He what changed? Well, what changed is there was a chance they could have not been in the finals. They could have been eliminated by the Lakers. And so now the the minus 140 may have been two days ago. It could have been before the heat went up to 3-0, over 2-0 as well. I I can't recall which day it was, but this is the scale we're talking about is that price is going to keep slowly shifting. These odds, they're going to be up during the game. You can bet it live during games and these odds are shifting. So you've got to, the more the chance the Celtics have, the softer price you'll get on Denver. So if you think Boston lasts any longer, or even pushes in a game, you can bet live or look for a right chance. If you think this is a wrap and it's going Miami's away, but still wanna bet
2: Denver in that spot, the longer you wait on it, the worse price you're gonna get. Okay, folks, summer is nearly here. So let's talk about Shady Rays, Friends of the Action Podcast family. Shady Rays is an independent company offering world-class polarized sunglasses, just as good as any expensive pair you've worn. And like our unshakable gambling spirits, their frames are incredibly durable. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose your shades or break them even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, that's fine. Nobody gets mad. Just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. It's not like betting the Devils or the Knicks, for example. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION to 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people it's only a kick a jump a block
1: it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this. Adidas. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers are eliminated 4-0 in the conference finals. They go from 2 and 10 to start the season to the conference finals. They had an incredible run. Um, everyone's gonna talk about the post trade. I have some other thoughts on that. One thing I I I just will kind of note is like they got healthy. That's that is a bigger deal than the actual trade stuff. The trade stuff helped them in the regular season for sure especially the Rui trade, actually. But Rui also didn't play late in the regular season. Um, He more like was a playoff weapon. Vando was really good for the regular. So like they got parts to get them through the regular season to get them into the play-in. And then they got players, they got healthy enough, to honestly, to be able to make the run that they did. But they're swept in the conference finals. And there's going to be, I think, a lot of optimism in the market. Uh, We are going to, I think we're once again, going to have a pretty good opportunity to fade the Lakers going forward. But that's obviously complicated by LeBron James. LeBron talks last night. He basically drops at the end of his postgame press conference. I'm, I've got a lot to think about as far as my future in basketball. He talks to Dave McMenamin of ESPN, kind of reasserts that, you know, you would walk away and he said, it's something I have to think about. Um, now there's like, I wrote about this on Action Network. You can read about it. There's a whole gamut of things that this could be. Okay. It could just be an emotional reaction to a really tough game the man played 40 the man played 48 minutes on a bum foot scored 40 had nearly a triple double had 40 10 9 played more than his 30 year old co-star who's supposed to have taken the reins who got completely waxed in the series on both ends who outside of the bubble when he hit jumpers in an empty gym has not been able to be the guy that they've needed him to be who is supposed to have taken over the reins for LeBron year after year after year and has failed to do so, including getting absolutely destroyed when he's supposed to be the best defensive player in basketball. I have more, but we'll keep going. Maybe he, maybe LeBron just reacted emotionally in that moment. There is a consensus among people that are familiar with LeBron's career, that this is likely sending a message. LeBron was pissed off this entire year about them not trading those picks He was pissed from the very beginning to the point where you say like, but they traded him. The LeBron tone was not like, want to thank the front office for, for doing this. They made such a great job. Great job. His thing was more like, yeah, about time. Imagine what you'd done. If you'd done it three months ago, because this is part of it is like LeBron kept having to come back from small injuries and play through stuff because AD got hurt and they had nobody else. So he has to play through it, which winds up probably in his view, contributing to him suffering the foot injury yeah so this was very clearly a hey i don't need this i do not need this shit i'm too old for this if you're not gonna do everything to put a winning a championship team around me i'm good and most people don't believe he's actually gonna go through with it once you open that door i will say like this is the start it's like he's opening the door on that phase of his retirement from the nba whether it's this year or ne- whether it's next year or the year after he's opening that door. You can't close it again. Once that's open, it's there. But I will say this makes the, the likelihood of a trade for Kyrie Irving more likely in a sign trade situation. And uh, which good luck with D'Angelo Russell, Mavericks fans, congratulations on tanking. Um, this makes a lot more pressure on the Lakers. It's going to get, if, we're, if you're listening and you're, you heard that and you're like, ooh, can I bet the Lakers under on the win total when it comes out? The books are going to be extremely cautious with this number. Like we're going to have a hard time figuring out. So you're going to need to find derivatives off of what if stuff happens with the Lakers. However you think about it, you need to think about what the derivative markets are rather than just being like, ooh, I'm going to bet the Lakers under, or, ooh, I'm going to bet the Lakers over because they're going to trade for Kyrie or whatever. Um, finally, I'll just note, I'm 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 a pretty big LeBron guy. Like I've 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 been around for his entire career. I know like he's I've always said he's everything. He's both this like amazing, really amazing person that has done things like the school in Akron, that he has done the bike program in Akron, that he has shaped culture and rethought and like been an activist on several fronts. He's also a ruthless corporate figure and a billionaire. He's all of these things at once. He's like a devoted family man that is an amazing father and has been present in his kid's life the whole way, despite his superstardom. He's been an amazing teammate. He loves teams. Those teams were a surrogate family for him, given the rough circumstances he grew up in. He's also somebody that picks and chooses which guys are in and which guys are out. And that has influenced teams decisions in adding or not adding guys and has hurt his team's chances of winning and impacted other teams. He's ruined other franchises, like the New Orleans Pelicans based off of his desire to have his agency interfere in those situations. He's all of these things pretty bush league to be doing this after the Nuggets just made their first finals, like making it all about like you could have done this the next day. Like you have a million media options. Didn't need to happen on an, in the one moment that the Nuggets get to have, I get it, especially after Michael Malone complained about all the respect. It's really kind of funny. It's almost like he's trolling Michael Malone. That was not a fan of that. I will ask you though, when we look at the Lakers and we look at LeBron's retirement stuff, when we talk about this from a betting perspective, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, you that's know, a lot to follow up. Sorry, you like you're like, a, like a an amen man or something in there. <laughs> I don't really take this super seriously yet. I feel like it's an emotional in the moment response. I appreciate that. I appreciate LeBron being honest. That's another thing that he has been in addition to all, to, to all the things that you said, I do think that there is a posturing angle. We have learned to expect that over time that the man is always playing chess and he's always like six moves ahead of all the rest of us. So it's, it's all of those things. His Friend is very close friend. Carmelo Anthony announced his retirement the same day, earlier in the day, a Nuggets number 15 player <laughs> that he had to come out and get his season retired by a Nuggets number 15 player like 12 hours later. We saw clips from before the game. LeBron was shooting and, and trying to warm up a little bit as Nuggets executives and media were on the court, the same court, like rehearsing, the what if the Nuggets win tonight, they asked LeBron after the game, did did that motivate you? It didn't motivate him. It's LeBron James. He doesn't need motivation. But LeBron kind of like winked into the camera. I was like, a little bit. Get out of here. LeBron was dropping 40 point triple double. Like he just is LeBron. He doesn't need some guys were on the court today, but he knows how to play the game. He knows how to play the camera. To me, this is that. I, I don't feel like We just watched LeBron's last game. The title odds that we're seeing posted at some books, to me, don't reflect any chance of LeBron not being there. I think that they are already perfectly overpriced to reflect LeBron being there and being the Lakers and all the things that we expect them to be. Um, To your point about the traded players and the team makeover and everything else, I think a thing that's going to be overlooked that we have to just give credit for at this point Austin Reeves, I think it was a real turning point on their season. He was there the whole time, but post all-star break, he averaged 17 and a half points, five and a half assists a game, 58, 44, 86 shooting. That guy is going to get paid this summer. He is absolutely the Lakers third player at this point. He is not one of the D'Lo and and Vando and Schroeder and all the other guys, even as, as good as Rui was, scoring occasionally in some of these playoff games. And I have to give credit. You told me Rui is good. Brandon Hachimura is good. And I was like, no, he's not. I watched him at Gonzaga. Okay. He's a pretty good player. He's turns out guys can grow and change. And he's added to his game. He's a pretty good player. I don't know if they're gonna be able to keep him and Reeves around. I don't know if it's Kyrie. I'd kind of love to see, you know, speaking of the banana boat guys, bring in Chris, bring Chris Paul over and he, he seems a little bit more like the, the Lakers' pace. Maybe that happens. I guess, actually, as a fan, I wouldn't love to see that because I, was, I still, to this day, will tell you I still believe Chris Paul wins an NBA championship sometime. I think he is a championship player. And at some point, he's going to be a positive contributor on a team. Maybe it's this one. Maybe it's Kyrie again with the shooting. As long as LeBron is around, if they're healthy, they're a title contender. To me, that's the takeaway here. We have what now, four Lakers' years. Twice they've been healthy at the end of the year. They won the title once. They got to the conference finals the other time. They got the right break. They got the right bracket. But who cares? You beat the teams in front of you. That's what LeBron has done always, is pretty much beat most of the teams in front of him. So let me ask this LeBron just played in the conference finals. He's done that. I don't even, I can't even count like more than half of his career by an easy stretch. let's say I put it at even odds right now and I offer a bet. We get Fandle to put a a bet up right now. Does LeBron James ever get closer to winning another championship than he did last night? Even odds, yes or no? What's your pick? AKA, does he ever make the conference finals again? Or was this our last time watching LeBron do that last night? Man. No. I'll
1: say no. I bet no.
3: I think Uh, no is like the EV, the plus EV bet as a better. But oh man, do I would I be terrified holding onto that ticket the rest of my life?
1: Don't want to bet that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, no, thank you. But but no, but no, no, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think the way to kind of consider it for me is it's tied to Bronny. So there's the other side of this is that there's a consideration that he might retire for a year, which would break his contract with the Lakers. He enters into official retirement and then returns for whatever team drafts LeBronny. So basically like it, he becomes effectively like it gets him to to rest up for one year and then plays one more season. Cause you know how well that's gone when players, when great players retire and then come back for one more. Um, That to me is like a very real possibility, you know, now look, he could, he's got years left on his contract. And honestly, like the Lakers, if he, like, if if he, here's the thing, people are like, well, he's got a contract guys. Like, Please, I'm begging you, don't, like, it's, if LeBron went to them and was like, I want to go play with my son, can you waive me? They'd be like, sure, no problem, 100%. If LeBron was like, hey, can you waive me and pay me out the full amount, that's when the Lakers might be like, ah, uh, that's, that's a lot for us.
3: Um, but, but, okay, so I agree with you to get, uh, get pull back the curtain a little bit. T- tell the listeners why, why, why does LeBron just get to do that? Why do the Lakers just
1: acquiesce? I mean look there's 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 one <laughs> one is that they're still gonna have anthony davis and he's represented by clutch which means he's represented by lebron um two you with a player like lebron you have to like you you have you, there are certain things like you have to do like you would honor him especially after he won a championship you would be like okay like we'll, we'll do this for you um that's kind of like the equation of, of how that works out it's not you know it, it for them it's um the money would matter but if he was willing to just be like yeah no i'll waive the rest of my i'll I'll waive the remainder of my contract i want to go wherever however it, it may be a matter of like he wants to retire to like remove himself from the spotlight and not worry about it for a year And everyone goes like, oh, I guess LeBron's really retired. Oh, he's back. Uh, You know, Ronnie got drafted by, you know, somewhere he wants to live. (laughs) That may be part of the (laughs) equation too. Um, So like this, this kind of creates kind of this equation. Now, again, uh, if you ask me like, is LeBron playing next year? It's going to be like a minus 900 or whatever. Um, But I do think like there's other markets that I think we have to kind of consider. The other thing I would say, I would just say is from a big picture standpoint, like this is a betting show. We've talked about the betting angles. I will just tell you this when players decide to hang it up it's not because of the games it's never because of the games they love the games they love competing they don't want to do the work it's that you have you stare at that off season you yeah. stare at i get to go to mediterranean or you know wherever in the world for <laughs> 3 months but then in august i got to get back in the gym and i got to do that every single day and it's the it's the weight room and the conditioning And mostly a lot of it's like the pain associated with like treatment. It's all of that. It's getting your body ready for an 82 game season. That's why guys stop. Once you reach a point where you're like, I don't want to do the work anymore. That is when it's, that's the end. Now, I don't know where LeBron is in that cycle, but if it's going to be like, that will be the thing. I will say though, again, once you open this door with his comments, there's no going back. And like, yeah, obviously he was going to retire within a couple of years, but like this shifts us into a whole other phase. My personal feeling is that we will get a retirement year because I think Nike will make a ton of money off of it and he will be tied to that money. And LeBron is a business. He's a business comma man. Um, So that's my equation. All right. That's going to wrap it up for buckets on this Tuesday. We will be back either with a game five Eastern conference finals preview or we will begin with our first thoughts and the early market look. We will we will do an episode because I want to make sure that we're hitting these markets before they get bet out. So we'll have that for you if the heat advance in game four. My thanks to David Payne, our producer. My thanks to Brandon Anderson at Wheaton Brando. By the way, if you're listening and you were one of the folks that left us a five-star review, and we got so many, we appreciate those on Apple Podcasts. We're giving away our winners of the Merge or Action Network subs on our finals first preview. We'll start doing that. With that next show, so make sure you're listening. If you're one of the folks that loves the five star review, thanks for joining us. Have yourselves a great day. See you guys again tomorrow. Till then, let's get buckets. Anthony Davis did not.
0: Action Network reminds you: please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24 seven at one eight hundred Gambler.